This is happening. Let me just do what I love to No 9 to 5. This is Lifestyle Architecture Lab and I'm your host Himanshu Saksdeva. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Architecture Lab. In this show I talk about lifestyle design, financial freedom and also dissect the process, behavior and routines of the personalities who have designed a lifestyle of freedom for themselves. These guests range from artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, lifestyle coaches, investors, professional athletes, etc. These conversations dig deep into their stories to find out their thought process, tools, strategies and tricks that makes them tick. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. I love audiobooks and I have been using Audible for years. Whenever I am commuting to work and back, almost always I am listening to a book. Because I don't get time to read as much as I would like to, so audiobooks help me read books in a whole new way. If you want to try it out, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Himanshu Sachdeva. You'll get thousands and thousands of books to choose from which you can listen on your phone, laptop or even on your Kindle device, anytime, anywhere. In this episode, I'm talking to Rajat Ubaikar, who is a journalist and an author. His first book, Truck Day India, launched in late 2019. And since then, it's trending in top travel books in India. In this book, he shares his 10,000 kilometers hitchhiking adventure throughout India with truckers. He documented the lives of truckers, the highway economy and busted a lot of myths about truckers. In this conversation we talked about his book, his writing process, a lot of stories he actually lived through while on his crazy journey, including an insurgent attack in northeast India. It was a great experience talking to Rajat about his own story and his documented journey called Truck Day India. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Rajat Ubekar. Hey Rajat, welcome to the show. Thank you so much Himanshu for having me. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, our interaction initially started, I think, from Twitter. Yes. And uh, subsequently your book, uh, Truck Day India, launched. You were always sharing tidbits on uh, Twitter uh, about your journeys and it really fascinated me uh, how you might have mustered the courage to go on a completely unknown journey as a hitchhiker uh, with truckers. <laughs> so that was a really interesting uh, journey which I found out in recent times whom anybody might have taken like in my knowing. But then as I got to know uh, more about you and found out that it has been your interest since uh, very early days like your childhood. So can you start off uh, by telling about uh, 
how your curiosity about the lives of truckers in india started so the first memory i have of uh, seeing truckers is uh, when we went on a family road trip uh, this was in the late 90s to my village in coastal karnataka mm-hmm. so that was the first time i encountered trucks and truckers and the kind of colorful uh, truck bodies there are the kind of slogans that were written i remember they struck me as quite uh, intriguing and fascinating even as a child and uh, that desire was there and then finally uh, during my college days was when uh, this uh, desire crystallized into mm-hmm. a desire to actually go out and travel with them yeah this was also derived from uh, we went on this one uh, very unplanned spontaneous trip uh, in my first year of college like and in usual college days yeah, we go yeah and uh, we went from kanpur to shimla in general train compartments and uh-huh. through through various kinds of uh, trials and tribulations finally we reached uh, shimla but we were stranded around 20 kilometers outside shimla how okay. we got there is another story <laughs> and it was january so the cold was at its peak and uh, we were wondering how to get to our uh, hotel and uh, that's when you were trying to hitchhike and many vehicles did not even stop but finally one trucker stopped for us he took us in he dropped us and he did not even accept the meager 50 rupees that i was uh, compensating him for yeah, his trouble yeah. uh, so that was uh, very unusual for me because in my entire life nobody had ever refused money <laughs> yeah and uh, i began to wonder what their lives on the road must be like mm-hmm. i went back to when i reached kanpur again i Uh, searched on the internet to see if anything had been written but uh, so it was since since when in which this year? was in 2009 2009 yeah. okay so I, I, there was nothing absolutely nothing written about them yeah and uh, at the same time parallelly my interest in journalism was rising yeah. so second third year of college i had decided that i'm most probably going to go into journalism journalism so these two desires like got together in a good way and uh, <laughs> finally in uh, 2015 i was able to set off on this journey wow that's amazing uh, so you have done your engineering from iit kanpur right and you started out your career with uh, a management consulting job right uh, but later on you dropped out from there and uh, did your journalism diploma like as you wanted to do always and eventually you started out this journalism career why that switch happened uh, like from that regular job and how was that transition like uh, so the switch uh, happened it was a premeditated switch actually i joined a corporate job just to see what i would be missing out on okay and i did not want any regrets on that front so i thought i would might as well experience this life for a year see what right. it's all about whether it suits me or not mm-hmm. and at the end of the one year i decided yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense to switch uh, to, to journalism drop this and go to yeah. journalism i'm basically in my early 20s i did not want to be uh, chained to a desk so to mm-hmm. speak i mm-hmm. wanted to because i was very curious about india yeah. about uh, so many people in india this kind of stories that have still not been told so that made journalism an attractive option and i was interested in reading writing traveling and all these things journalism gave me the opportunity to do mm-hmm. so uh, that was good the switch was also my experience was very pleasant mm-hmm. like the asian college of journalism where i studied 
yeah was a world of difference from iit kanpur <laughs> i mean what was the what was the i mean the really humanities important. the kind of uh, people that come there from uh-huh. a humanities background yeah uh, so you get to meet a lot of new people with mm-hmm. you know varied interests yeah and uh, that was a very good learning experience for me did you did you find few more people like you who who were doing some job and then switched and then got into journalism you find those people in the college Yes definitely my roommate in fact was a very good friend he had done engineering mm-hmm. then he had done an mba <laughs> then he had worked for some time then he then came he, to then journalism switched to journalism mm-hmm. so lot of engineers were there i mean majority were uh, humanities students but a significant chunk were engineers humanities students yeah humanities i mean our english literature right, or right 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 something like that okay so okay. most of them were from du or kolkata or okay uh, kerala okay but uh, like what what fascinates me in this uh, story of yours is how you were able to jump the ship from the 9 to 5 job because usually when people get into it they don't even know and then get into this a deep rabbit hole of uh being chained to the desk and they are always there even though they want to get out but they can't find the door to get out yeah. so how how that happened with you also i think the only thing you really need to get out of that uh, sort of routine mm-hmm. uh, is real desire to get out of it mm-hmm. i mean where there is a will there is a way that right. much i am 100% mm-hmm. sure of of course there are varied compulsions why people continue to stick to this uh sort of setting in terms of work yeah. uh, for example people do an mba they take a huge loan for it yeah. and they have to pay back that loan yeah. so all these compulsions make people often stick to that uh, conventional path mm-hmm. but uh, there are so many people i know who have uh, switched and of course they, there are its own set of challenges even in when you switch from such a stable corporate job yeah. to uh, uh, relatively unstable uh journalism right, career right. so but that sort of unpredictability is what also makes it exciting mm-hmm. because otherwise for example i knew that if i was going to stick to my job i'll probably go do an mba in 2 3 years and then after that i'll rise up the corporate ranks like i could see my future planned <laughs> out planned out right in front of me and yeah. that was kind of very boring like i did not <laughs> want my life to go down a path which yeah you know somebody else has set for me this reminds way. me of something i read in the book of tim ferris the four hour work week so he has mentioned every year from the starting of my college days i do this review of my life and uh, whenever he's off course and he's not able to get out of his mind so he's doing this journaling and he always imagines belly uncle <laughs> of himself like he has become that uncle and he's into that kind of job he has a mercedes he has a beautiful wife and all those things but he is that uncle so he always fears that he has did that as a fear setting exercise which puts him away from that kind of setting and brings him back to the writing which he really likes so like it sort of dimly yeah. reminds me of that <laughs> yeah actually this uncertainty can be frightening for some people yeah but for me that is what is exciting it and that is what makes me want to live life in a way because I don't know where my future is going to lead me in a way and that is exciting. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> that's a brave thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So, uh coming back to your book, uh 
this might have been asked to you a lot of times uh, in your book campaigns and interviews as well like how the idea of the book started uh, but let me try to take a stance on this from a different angle so do you believe in the muse like usually writers talk about the muse and how uh, the idea didn't come by themselves but from a muse and how the muse helped them write that story so did that happen with you or like it was entirely uh, your own curiosity which started from the early days and it led to the story which you wrote i mean muse i think i could say that there were other travel writers who inspired me mm-hmm. to actually you know jump the ship and try to do something like this so i drew inspiration from some of them but uh, i think this idea was kind of came from within only i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and from it i wanted to travel india i wanted to see it mm-hmm. in a way which is not usually seen i mean from the cabin of a truck how wow. does india look <laughs> and what what is life for the trucker so i think that idea came from uh, within only but there were various travel writers who, who had who done, inspired you yeah who had done similar courageous things and lived to tell the tale wow <laughs> so i thought uh, okay might be worth taking a shot mm-hmm. so, so there was, was no muse but yeah inspirations for yeah, a lot there were there were any specific writer you were inspired from yeah so there is uh, this polish journalist called uh, rizard kapuczynski mm-hmm. he is a excellent uh, travel writer journalist he is reported from across various conflict uh, regions like uh, mm-hmm. in africa over 40 years or so and he's had some amazing wow. experiences his writing is also wonderful so reading some of his books on africa mm-hmm. the shadow of the sun i mean i thought maybe i should also try to see india in that way wow and, uh, <laughs> even though india is not like that conflict uh, driven yeah, but, but yeah. india sim- has similar levels of diversity Yeah. like africa yeah. a, india is a subcontinent of course yeah. and uh, it has its own sets of challenges of mm. course and conflict is also there yeah yeah be yeah it, be it central india or northeast india northeast or india, kashmir yeah. yeah 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 so as in your book and in your interviews you have mentioned uh, that there was a lot of logistical problems um, while doing this trip right so like the morning routine the planning of the route the sleep being conscious and alert all the time so can you uh, describe all those challenges like which you faced while doing this trip and if you had to choose what was the most uh, difficult thing single most difficult thing out of these challenges what was that so uh, I, right before setting out i knew that uh, this is not going to be a you know pleasure vacation mm-hmm. where i'm just going to be chilling i knew that it's going to come with its own set of challenges yeah but uh, mentally i was prepared and uh, what my firm belief is that all kinds of physical endurance mm-hmm. has to be derived from mental endurance mm-hmm. so all this came from my experience in a military school i studied in sainik school satara and uh, the kind of strenuous uh, lifestyle we had over there you had to run cross country races i mean from morning till evening you had you were doing something yeah running around or being punished so <laughs> uh, after that experience i mentally i was like yeah i can take pretty much anything after this it's not going to be uh, that difficult mm-hmm. uh, so i was mentally prepared and uh, the challenges that i faced on the way 
फर्स्टली ऑफ कोर्स इंक्लूडेड नो नो सेंस ऑफ एनी रूटीन जस्ट लाइक द ट्रकर्स दम सेल्फ दे डोंट हैव एनी फिक्स्ड रूटीन एनी फिक्स्ड रूटीन दे विल ईट वेन वेर एवर देयर पर्टिकुलर ढाबा स्टॉप कम्स दे हैव अ फिक्स ढाबा यूजली वेर दे गो टू राइट दे गो ओनली देयर whether it's like whether that dhaba comes at 3 or 4 in the afternoon or like wow. 10 am in the morning so usually we used to have only two meals in the day wow talking like breakfast is never breakfast it's usually brunch brunch <laughs> so like after that we would directly stop for dinner and in between for tea mm-hmm. so the irregular food habits was uh, one thing mm-hmm. uh, the brutal heat was another huge problem because i traveled in the summer north wow. india and uh, there were heat waves going on at yeah. uh, that time so oh, that was a constant uh, pain yeah a constant pain because uh, uh, even in the truck the truck cabin is also kind of uh, heat chamber <laughs> yeah it's slightly claustrophobic and yeah it tends to trap the heat mm-hmm, so yeah. uh, that was also a, a pretty big issue a uh, sleeping routine was also, i did not sleep i hardly used to sleep because i wanted to stay up i used to see i wanted to see everything i mean i had not gone on the trip to sleep wow on the way so i hardly used to sleep I, throughout the day i used to be up either looking at the countryside taking mm-hmm. down notes mm-hmm. or talking to the truckers but like, in the night usually they will be driving and then you might be catching some in the sleep. night sometimes but uh, even then i used to avoid i used to avoid as much as possible wow. because while on the trip Uh, I wanted to uh, be conscious and yeah, alert, savor every moment of savor it. moments. Yeah, and observe the country because otherwise you don't get this opportunity, right? Yeah. So I avoided sleeping as much as possible. Of course, sometimes in the night uh, the truckers would also sleep. So then yeah. I had no choice. I mean, I would also. <laughs> But how how, how would you survive without sleep? <laughs> I mean, one one or two days with a little sleep, you can manage. When mm. I used to finally go to a hotel after being dropped, I used to yeah, I used to go to some lodge. Mm-hmm. There, I would like sleep properly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all mental, really. I mean, if you decide to not do it, you can get away with it mm. to some extent. Mm-hmm. So, so, what was the most difficult challenge? How did you go to like pee or poop? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, also an issue. I mean, in Dhabas there was okay. Uh, there was there were some facilities, public toilets and everything. Yeah, and uh, sometimes open defecation. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> where uh, because there was nothing else. Yeah, uh, no shochale. <laughs> yeah, nothing because the facilities are very very terrible on highways on the road. as we all know. Mm-hmm. Because truckers are not seen as a significant community for whom we should build such infrastructure. that's sad yeah so there was no infrastructure mm-hmm. so all that was also a challenge i took all that in my stride i said mm-hmm. okay whatever it is because my aim was to live like them so the kind of challenges they face you had thought, to face those i challenges. thought i should uh yeah take them on to wow that's awesome so there is a lot of skepticism like uh, as you mentioned they are not a usual tribe the truckers in india right so they're also sometimes linked to drugs and alcohol and rape sometimes but did you really find any relevance um, on these rumors about the truckers or are they just rumors um, was there any common thread in any uh, specific not so good habits in them so i think these are stereotypes which uh, are not valid at all mm-hmm. I, from my experience uh, the vast majority of truckers are normal individuals who want to earn an honest living who have wives and children at home who mm-hmm. want to provide for them and uh, 
they are just normal people like majority of the people in india are decent yeah that said there is a link between trucking and some form of addiction correct because the job can be very uh, monotonous yeah and uh, you need something to break the journey yeah. so uh, they will like stop have a tea or chewing tobacco is the most common addiction okay tobacco yeah chewing tobacco mm-hmm. and uh, so that was majority <laughs> did you try that <laughs> i did but i did not like it so mm-hmm. yeah i did not uh, <laughs> stick to it i thought i should try it once but uh, i did not uh, i mean it's a acquired taste <laughs> to put it the, yeah, yeah. that way so uh, and uh, yeah so chewing tobacco sometimes cigarettes in mm-hmm. some cases mm-hmm. or uh, in punjab and uh, rajasthan opium yeah, which is opium bhukki which is poppy hasim yeah, yeah so yeah. that is quite common in punjab and some parts of rajasthan mm-hmm. apart from that uh, yeah some of them like this whole idea of them being alcoholics yeah is like absolutely untrue because uh, when i asked them about this they used to say hame bhi apne jaan ki parwah hai while on the job if we keep drinking we are going to die of course sometime with the other yeah. so they were quite conscious of that mm-hmm. the risk that uh, drunk driving poses and they indulged in it after a long trip when they had delivered their mal they mm. would sit back have a drink or to go to sleep like just like any working any, professional any working professional at yeah. the end of a weekend weekday weekend friday yeah. nights are usually yeah. that <laughs> so just like them that is the thing so this whole stereotype i would like to make it clear is it's uh, untrue yeah it's quite untrue Hmm okay So while researching for this episode uh, I found out about your journey in northeast on the day you were traveling to Imphal there was an insurgent attack few trucks were burned and there was shots fired can you describe those moments the face off was it the first time you were facing uh, like this kind of lethal situation how did you tackle your fear in those times So there was when I was planning to go from Dimapur to Imphal uh, at that time I was trying to hitchhike with trucks I found out that majority of the trucks firstly travel only in convoys of around 200 strong so 200 trucks in convoys wow. will travel together escorted by paramilitary forces wow because then the risk of insurgence is uh, in northeast yeah. right so because of that i found out that okay so the, it was not possible for me to travel in that convoy because, <laughs> yeah, because it's like a military right uh, administered convoy mm-hmm. so that was out of the question so i tried to find out some stray truckers who were traveling alone i found them and then they told me that uh, today we are not traveling because there is a band which is being announced by some insurgent group there has been uh, uh, like burning of some trucks on the road ahead mm-hmm. and uh, so the going on the t- uh, trip today is out of the question so i was stranded in dimapur for one or two days so this is a very common thing on this particular highway nh39 and it's so, 39 yeah so one out of six days there is some or the other band announced okay. by some insurgent group wow. which means the highway is usually like Closed. not functioning yeah and because of this there are own sets of challenges food and fuel are often in shortage because the road is blocked by insurgents mm-hmm. in imphal it's quite common to have food and fuel shortages in fact the petrol pumps don't work in imphal i found out that when i went to the petrol pump just like that i found that the petrol pump is not working there are a couple of old women sitting on the road side selling petrol and diesel in these plastic bottles <laughs> so this black economy works works uh, there yeah a lot 
Wow. There was a mention of one uh, hotel room night. I mean, right? Can you describe about that? Yeah, that was quite uh, scary actually in Imphal. Yeah, in the night I was all alone. Firstly, I did not know anyone in that. So it region. it was the time when trucker said we are not going. So you were staying in some hotel. No, I had reached Imphal. My journey Achha, was were... done. Okay. I was like resting in my hotel for a couple of days. I thought I'll just roam around Imphal and try to see the city. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when it happened. In, it was late in the night. The risk was if you know someone and stuff, then you are sort of. Uh, you know pacified ki theek hai there is even if there is risk you know someone who speaks the language yeah, you know yeah. those people but when you're all alone you don't know because it's a quite culturally also it's very very different, different right from the uh, rest of india so you feel like a alien yeah, there in a in a way in some ways of course there are a lot of familiar things also mm-hmm. like the terrible state of the roads <laughs> and <laughs> the irony yeah and of course the bihari laborers they are everywhere they are everywhere northeast. so there are a few familiar things also but it's culturally quite different so it happened in the light when there were some bullets fired in front of my hotel oh some my people God. were fighting and i had no clue what was happening so it's all very uh, unclear when you go there no who are these people what insurgent group they might belong to why are they fighting so i got quite paranoid <laughs> after course. all that and uh, i decided i should probably head back anyway it has been 4 months since mm-hmm. i had set out and uh, i was quite homesick also by that time only i want my neer dosa <laughs> and uh, you were so, quite fond of neer dosa <laughs> yeah i mean breakfast at home yeah. you that you miss a lot when you travel outside so, so it was still how many days or months like since you reached imphal at that time of or it had been 4 months since 4 months had, since i had set out from mumbai oh my god <laughs> yeah so it had been quite some time and uh, i thought it would be wise to call off my journey and head back so that was like one leg in your journey was over right yeah the and first the, leg was over yeah and the second one happened in south india if yeah. i'm not wrong yeah. yeah the second one happened in 2018 in south india okay 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 so in 2015 you took this yeah. trip right yeah Okay, and in between you put two years almost. Yeah, in between I was I had published some articles in Outlook Business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, based yeah. on this trip, I was working, and then I got the book deal, ah. and uh, then I thought I I should not uh, leave out South India. Mm-hmm. That would be an incomplete book. Yeah. If I did not write anything about. Uh, so South in those four months, you have tra- you had traveled north, west, and east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But only the south, south was remaining. South was left. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I thought I should complete you, the circle and. Right, right, right. Okay, so uh, as you mentioned about your book deal, so how did that happen in between? Uh, like while you were writing the your experience, so you found out some uh, publisher. in between actually i was very uh, fortunate because usually when you want to get a book deal you have to hire an agent yeah who will submit your manuscript to various people who yes. will finally get back to you it's quite a torturous process and yeah. many people are discouraged because of for debut authors it's usually very very difficult, difficult. to break mm-hmm. through but for me i was very fortunate because uh, the editorial director of uh, simon and schuster india Mm-hmm. Dharini Bhaskar. Mm-hmm. She noticed some of my articles online. Wow! Uh, in Outlook as well as in uh, Roads and Kingdoms, mm-hmm. an American magazine. So she saw the potential for a full-length book because mm-hmm. she found out I had been for like four-month journey with truck drivers. So she felt the there was a lot of potential for a book-length travelogue. So she approached me. She said, "Okay, are you?" Uh, 
have you considered converting this into a book i said yeah that was my original plan and uh, then yeah the contract was signed wow so i was very fortunate to get this break. i mean it's it's not just fortune i think because your work was there and you had did this very different kind of experience yeah. so that was really i mean it might have been fascinating for that yeah. publisher as well right yeah fortune favors the brave <laughs> yeah that's true of course so uh, as we were talking in uh, one of our previous conversation while pre recording uh, about gst and the highway economy i think in 2018 when your second leg started so how uh, how did your experience of traveling with truckers and the lives of truckers changed because of uh, this goods and service tax which was passed in parliament can you describe that impact yeah so my travels in south india was very different uh, from my travels in north and mm-hmm. east because uh, earlier we used to wait for a long time on state borders just waiting for the papers to be processed and for us to be let through it used to be hours and we used to be very frustrated all that like they not them but me because yeah. i had no clue what was happening <laughs> for hours we were sitting there in the cabin hours and hours yeah so that was quite a, a bad experience uh, just sitting and waiting for and this is what truckers had gone through all their lives mm-hmm. because of the fragmented tax administration system mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. india but uh, in my south india trip it was extremely smooth uh, we just passed without uh, any hiccup mm-hmm. not even the entire border was empty so that was the kind of uh, drastic change that gst had brought when i traveled uh, so there was no bribes being taken so there was a lot of bribery and stuff also happening uh, in the earlier regime at state borders of course of course but uh, this quite had changed quite a bit uh, but of course now i am not sure because it's i traveled in yeah. 2018 things tend to change yeah because people find loopholes yeah, and then the corruption starts ways. again <laughs> yeah people find ways to uh, get back their the income they were losing out on yeah so truckers uh, of course uh, benefited a lot at that time and they did not have to wait and also not give bribe monies also at that yeah. times right it was a good thing for them any any other thing you would like to mention which might have uh, did but good? what what i discovered was the tax evasion that was happening earlier continued uh-huh. to happen on, in gst also mm-hmm. because the truckers used to have two sets of papers ek aise uh, one to show the people and then one was the original another set which is like underground or they used to <laughs> call it and kuch they did not they were instructed not to show it yeah so i found, discovered that yeah, people do find uh, ways to in irrespective of the tax regime they find ways to evade tax and so that keeps happening so it it happens on both the ends yeah, from yeah, the absolutely. government side also and absolutely. from the it's a cat and mouse consumer game. side also yeah, it's a, like both the government is trying to get as much as it can these guys don't want to give so yeah there's problems on both sides mm-hmm. yeah all right i hope you're enjoying today's episode Here is a quick word from the sponsors of this episode. For you the listeners of Lifestyle Architecture Lab podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 days trial. The free audiobook is yours to keep even after the trial ends. I have a few audiobooks to recommend. Number 1 is Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind. 
This is one of those books which will take you back to the ancient times and teach you so much. I recently read it and it just blew my mind. Number 2 is The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. This is one of the greatest bedtime books which I discovered. Neil Gaiman's voice just makes this book much more wonderful. This story and the narration is just amazing. You can download any of these two books or thousands more for free right now. Just go to audibletrial.com/himanshusasteva. Again, that's audibletrial.com/himanshusasteva for your free audiobook. Please enjoy. So, uh, coming back to the book again, can you take me through your writing process uh, when you wrote this book? Was it like a long lengthy process of writing? or was it a concentrated effort uh, which happened in small trench so writing is torture in general <laughs> writing anything like uh-huh. trying to get stuff out of your head in a coherent manner mm-hmm. and then editing it it is all very unnatural mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way so yeah uh, it requires a lot of uh, discipline mm-hmm. and uh, just will power you know to just keep going because when you start off on a book length project you don't see the end it is very easy to be overwhelmed yeah. by the entire task that is in front of you mm-hmm. so it took me around a year and two months or so to write this entire thing mm-hmm. and i broke down that task firstly into small segments mm-hmm. just of to course. make it uh, doable <laughs> yeah make it seem doable yeah seem so, doable <laughs> so uh, i broke down into it into chapters first but as i wrote the chapters also kept evolving in a way yeah, because yeah, yeah. when you start when you make the chapter outline that is one thing you decide yeah. okay this is the, but when you start writing you see the challenges yeah in terms of how to make it work how to link them together yeah. and how to move forward yeah. so organically sometimes it evolves yeah so it keeps evo- it keeps evolving mm-hmm. after a point of course i had a, a good sense of what i'm going to put in what mm-hmm. i'm not going to put in but uh, i found that it's quite uh, evolved it's not a static thing so in general uh, it's best to keep your mind open once even after you made a chapter outline it's best to so frame you know, but do you feel frame making a framework beforehand uh, like a wire frame of your story is important or it like is i mean it depends on the individual writers i think mm-hmm. some of them are like to plan everything to the t they yeah. have everything in mind others like go with the flow and let it yeah, evolve yeah. so it depends on the individual writers for me it's a mix of both i did have a skeletal framework at the beginning but i kept myself open to some sort new of ideas. Way, new ideas and even in terms of the narrative how to uh, push mm-hmm. it forward mm-hmm. uh, and my as far as my routine exercise concerned i used to write typically in the afternoon mm-hmm. from uh, around 3 to 6:30 pm mm-hmm. so 3 hours i used to devote to writing so you were staying home at those times yeah i used to, I, i was working from home then mm-hmm. so these 3 hours i used to put from uh, for writing yeah that was my typical uh, uh thing otherwise some people usually have in the morning or in the night my thing was in the afternoon so that's slightly unusual i would say but <laughs> yeah. it worked for me yeah but uh, what time would you wake up uh, in would, those days i wake up usually at like 7:38 mm-hmm. and uh, yeah then after an hour or so after lunch i would start uh, my writing writing process so the ma- most important thing is to show up like woody allen says like 80% of success is showing up yeah so the most important thing is that you sit there even if 
you're just staring at that blank page that's fine mm-hmm. but the most important thing is to sit there and stare at it not uh, and not you know do something else <laughs> yeah let your mind wander yeah so. i mean in these days like notifications and all those yeah. internet uh, distractions it's very easy to get lost in yes. those but uh, did you like put yourself in do not disturb mode at those times um yeah i mean social media i tried to avoid during those hours and rather i would read something if i'm not able to write anything then uh, read then, yeah then i would like try to research more mm-hmm. just try to get more deep into the subject mm-hmm. so that way i used to get some ideas and i used to take down notes but uh, yeah when i was facing a writing block my main thing was to go and read more and spe- specifically about these subjects So, travel subjects yeah and that is how or i would read some other travel writers mm-hmm. just to see how they got how they wrote it mm-hmm. and get some ideas in the process all right and uh, as you mentioned uh, like you were eating the way truckers were eating in those times so uh, while you were traveling uh, did you find any uh, specific dish or something in those dhabas which you really loved a uh, dish i found in uh, in assam and nagaland uh, the food was quite uh, amazing because i found out this amazing fish uh, dish i am not sure what it's called also today mm-hmm. but uh, that was uh, quite amazing because they they have this thali system mm-hmm. the northeast like chicken fish all kinds of meat mm-hmm. so that was very unusual because in the rest of india it's quite vegetarian right. usually right. mostly vegetarian right but there it was all non vegetarian yeah, yeah so that was uh, good and i am a i am a lover of seafood so mm-hmm. uh, fish and i am konkani <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so of course wherever you give me if you give me fish i'll be happy <laughs> the fish guy yeah <laughs> and did you have any mindfulness or meditation like do you have rather uh, a mindfulness or meditation practice which you follow regularly uh i wouldn't say i follow it consciously mm-hmm. but i try to live life mindfully mm-hmm. i try to do that i have always tried to do that just to be in the moment and not think about the past or the future and even during my travels like i said i used to i like to be very aware of my surroundings mm-hmm. and uh, not lose out on any uh, experience so i think uh, i have internalized that to some extent though consciously i have not done any such thing all right and uh, are there any apps gadgets or product or services which you are using on regular basis which make your life a little better as a writer or maybe as an individual not really i would say i i don't, don't depend on uh, apps no. i don't use my phone for much except for like mails or mails and calls yes i am not an app person <laughs> not not much of any any physical diary or notebook <laughs> i used to be quite a diarist when i was in school mm-hmm. and even now any time idea stri- any idea strikes me i try to take it down mm-hmm. so and i have a to do list uh, the one app that i use is for uh, to do to do list which is that app uh splendo i think because i like to have a to do list to do list they yeah help because there are so many things swirling around in your mind right you need to prioritize yeah <laughs> need to prioritize and i forget about it later yeah, that i wanted that, to do important. that in the first place and so i have a big to do list yeah <laughs> like if i have to want to go to delhi then i want to do this yeah. in bombay i used to want to do this in bangalore i want to do this or in life in general this is what i want to do so mm. i like that 
Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned about diary, do you do journaling uh, of any sort usually? Uh, I have stopped now. I don't have. Uh, I mean, somehow it slipped off the priority list. List and but uh, I have again. I still have my diary from my school days mm-hmm. that I used to maintain in military school, and I find it a wonderful habit. I mean, maybe I'll, after this uh, podcast, I'll probably start try to start again uh-huh. because you get to relive. who the person you were yeah, yeah when you yeah. read it later and now when i read my diary when i was a 14 15 year old feels wonderful to have that yeah I documentation can, yes i can maybe i can show that to my kids someday <laughs> this is how you <laughs> of course yeah, i mean it feels good to have that back um, to the past kind of yeah, things otherwise you keep changing as a person so yeah, much right yeah, yeah, across yeah. time you don't realize how much you have changed mm-hmm. So one thing I like to do is going through these diaries of now and then, and second thing I like to do is go through my Gmail chats with people. Ah, that is nice. also a wonderful thing. And I go back, I try, I see what, the kind of person I had, what kind of priorities I had, yeah, what were my interests then, what was my routine like? Because you talk about so many things. I used yeah. to chat a lot on Gmail in college and even uh-huh. later. Uh, so I like revisiting those just to see how I have changed as a person. Right, right, right. I also like keep on doing journaling. Uh, I usually do it every day, uh, but yeah, of course, sometimes it slips through. But uh, what I do is I usually do it every day and then review it on the weekend or maybe in uh, bi-weekly sort of thing. Hmm. And then, of course, as you move further in your life and uh, like after a couple of years, you start to see those diaries again. Of course, it it yeah. it feels very good that yeah we have evolved that much as a person and as an individual and sometimes it helps us recalibrate our priorities as well, right? Because in earlier years you might have written that I want to become a writer, right? Yes. But sometimes it slips through. Yes. Then you when you read those, you get back to those recalibrations and your life and the priorities change then. Totally. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of journaling. So uh, coming back can you name a person who has had a big impact on your life maybe a mentor uh, and how did that person change your life or impact your life so mentor i don't have a mentor as such mm-hmm. um, i mean i don't i wouldn't say because i have the kind of path i have also followed no it, it's was very a, unusual yeah, there was no one to like, follow any path like who's whose life i could emulate in yeah, a way but there 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 are inspirations like you yeah, mentioned but, uh, about inspiration definitely but if there had had to be a role model for me it was it, not there no I, there was one if there is a role model for me there's one guy rahul dravid rahul dravid yeah so i wow. i have been a huge fan of his mm-hmm. since i was a child mm-hmm. everybody used to make fun of me because i was a fan of him at the time when he used to play very slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> and but i admired his uh, temperament and his discipline and his like a nice guy you know that is the kind of person i wanted to become the wall yes i mean you look at him he's like a disciplined chap dedicated to his work to mm-hmm. his craft and uh, at the same time he is not a arrogant chap so all these things i mean if there was a person i wanted to be as a child and even now i, I mean his life and his uh, work ethic his attitude is something that uh, i really admire mm-hmm. Rahul Dravid yes wow and what under 5000 rupees purchase you have made recently which changed your life in a better way 
आय एम ऍक्च्युली व्हेरी मच अगेन्स्ट कन्झ्युमरिझम ऍक्च्युली प्रिन्सिपल आय एम जस्ट स्पीकिंग आय ट्राय टू अवॉइड बाईंग थिंग्स ऍज मच एज पॉसिबल इव्हन क्लोथ्स अँड स्टफ आय युजली ट्राय टू रिसायकल आय ट्राय टू अवॉइड ऑल दॅट ओनली थिंग आय बाय आर बुक्स अँड इन बुक्स आय थिंक आय मीन आय थिंक सेपियन्स इज अ बुक दॅट आय रिअली गेव मी अ वाईडर पर्स्पेक्टिव्ह ऑन humanity how we have evolved yeah it's amazing book yeah. and uh, in a coherent uh, uh, rational fashion is yeah. written yeah. it very well and uh, reading that book i i got the wider picture of our species yeah yeah, yeah. and how we have come to be the way we are mm-hmm. i also read i think in last year and yeah it completely changed my mind towards humanity itself and uh, right now i'm reading his uh, second book in this series which is homo deus yes uh, but i I'm, i mean I'm, i did not like it as much as as i liked mm. uh, sapiens but of course it is also giving some more different perspective of uh, humans uh, sapiens was like the past of the humans it is sort of uh, future of the humans yes but nobody knows the future right so it is also written basis on the past experiences and how it might be evolving in future but yeah his writing is amazing uh, yuval noah hararis i always am excited to read his articles and books always he's a great writer yeah so what was the weirdest horn okay type sign of any type which you saw in your journey of 10000 kilometers throughout india lot of funny ones strange ones uh-huh. um any anyone I coming mean, to mind yeah i mean uh, there was one sign which i really liked and it was uh, i saw it on quite a few trucks malik ki gaadi driver ka pasina chalti hai sadkon par ban kar hasina oh my god like that sort of encapsulated wow. the whole tr- uh, trucking uh, business Wow. because uh, yeah it it was perfect so <laughs> i i really like that one <laughs> awesome so uh, as you, you yourself are also an avid reader any uh, book apart from sapiens you would like to recommend or any documentary or film uh, like any kind of media that you consume um so in films uh, those who like road trips and since my book is also a travel book i would recommend this film called uh, 303 303 yeah it's a german film uh, about a road trip across europe mm-hmm. from uh, germany to spain so it wow. has some uh, it is basically like before sunrise before sunset if somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. that like series. a conversational movie yeah i really loved that series yeah. because it didn't have any huge uh, like budget or like any plethora of scenes yes. but it was just human conversations which like took it to the next level yes. okay. so those who li- like the this series should definitely check this out 303 because it's a conversational movie with some stunning scenery like european scenery mm-hmm. up, up, along the way mm-hmm. so I, i really enjoyed that movie but it, it is a german movie but so it's available in english uh, subtitles as well yeah, right yeah english subtitles will be available mm-hmm. i'm not sure where you can find it now it's a, it's an old movie no not a very old movie probably two, three, two, probably three, netflix uh, or amazon hopefully. prime or yeah. in on mobi 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 also has some uh, good okay so they have a great collection I'll of. put some links I'll try to find yeah. it out this movie is recommended apart from that in books uh, uh, I read this historical fiction recently called uh, uh, the age of frenzy the age of frenzy yeah. 
so uh, this book is about uh, the portuguese inquisition the goan inquisition mm-hmm. uh, which happened uh, in the 16th 17th century mm-hmm. so in which uh, the portuguese committed a lot of atrocities on the goan population mm-hmm. and my own history is also linked to that in a way so i when i read that book a lot of i read that book while when i was trip to goa actually uh-huh. i thought i should read something about the state and its history so uh, uh, because uh, you know my own community also we after the portuguese inquisition we migrated from goa to coastal karnataka mm-hmm. because of the kind of atrocities and oppression that was happening mm-hmm. so this book is highly recommended it was originally a konkani book mm-hmm. and it was translated in english so it covers goan history the experience of goans under the portuguese superbly i mean mm-hmm. it's a wonderful book so as you mentioned uh, you have a linked history to this so uh, yeah. do you have any like your grandparents or somebody telling you about those kind of things uh, not really it happened much much it's earlier much earlier right? yeah, it's not in living memory now ah, but okay. it's there uh, as a we know that that is the reason why the history is there we migrated but yeah it's not in living memory mm-hmm. all right so uh, Your book Truck Day India is doing very well now and is trending in the top 10 travel books in India Amazon India. So what is the next book or next goal that you are looking forward to? Uh so I have started working on my second book. It is also a travel log. The topic of the travel log I will reveal not not, not right now yeah. but uh, it is a travel log I now submitting the book proposal mm-hmm. shortly to various uh, publishers hopefully mm-hmm. the contract should be done soon mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i'm excited about it because it also covers uh, another aspect of india which is not uh, frequently talked about mm-hmm. and it's one of the most fascinating aspects about india wow. so I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, as you mentioned earlier like you were working with Outlook business at that time. So what happened with that job? So I actually went I was on the job when I went on the trip. Ah, so my first uh, leg of the journey a 4 month leg I went to my editor's office one day I said okay ma'am I'm going to uh, quit because I want to go on this crazy journey. <laughs> And uh, she was like Oh, why do you want to quit why don't you write a six part series for us wow and uh, <laughs> so everybody was hooked on that interesting idea yeah so she said okay you draw your salary while you're traveling ah amazing you, yeah and you just write a six part uh, series so i said that sounds perfect <laughs> It's like it was nomadic uh, yeah. work experience as well, right? <laughs> yeah, I was quite uh, fortunate in all these things coming together, mm-hmm. which uh, finally led to this uh, crazy idea being actually converted into a book. Wow, so, that's that's so very lucky. Lots of people have played a huge role; otherwise, it wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, like you were writing these articles probably for Outlook Business, and then. it was picked up by the yeah. publisher yeah, eventually i mean i believe in <laughs> luck and serendipity serendipity i believe in that i mean we like to be in we like to think that we are in control of our lives but uh, i think uh, a lot of it is not in our hands and it's all serendipity and luck wow that's amazing uh on that note this conversation can head to a wrap now and it was great talking to you rajat and uh, I'll put all these uh, notes and the links in the episode uh, show notes. 
I wish you good luck for your next adventure. Thank you, thank you. It was a wonderful conversation. And I hope your next uh, adventure also brings out a great book like Truck Day India. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Himanshu again. Now, before you move on, here's something I want to share with you. I have one weekly newsletter which is called Saturday Pentacle. You can think of it as a weekly one-page magazine for the curious minds where you'll find five awesome things which I've been pondering on in the last week. It may contain popular articles, blogs, photographs, Instagram posts, books, videos, products or thoughts. It's completely free. If you want to get it, just go to himanshusasdeva.com. That's my name himanshusasdeva.com and drop in your email. You'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening.